All right, we're live, and it is uh, End Times for Dummies, Lesson 7B, actually. And I've got uh, Joshua Martin next to me here. And we are going to, actually, before we read Matthew 24, um, last week we put together a sort of a timeline on the... Uh, on the table. We didn't even use the whiteboard. And I've tried to reproduce that here. Thank you. So why don't you take a look at the awesomely colored timeline that I put together there, Joshua, and tell me what you think with regard to the green, which would be who's who's doing green? Yechezchel. This is Ezekiel. Notice that, uh, what do you notice about the green stuff, Joshua? It's most oil in one big chunk. Yes, mostly all in one big chunk. Now, remove the black from your uh, list in your mind, and what can you say about the orange? Mostly all in one big chunk. Exactly. And I don't think that any of us noticed that, and I think you and I were talking about that, uh, Scott, after everybody left last, uh, last week. Um, but it appears that for the first time, I've never seen this, it appears that each prophet was sort of focused on one specific time rather than just being spread over everything that you would call the end times, which is the whole page. So, I like that. The other thing that struck me about this uh, little review we did was we only got one reference out of Second Peter. That's it. That's it. Fiery destruction. I think that was it. Mm -hmm. Guy didn't have a whole lot to say. Gee, wait. That's the whole. That's the whole chapter three, I think. Right? right. Fiery destruction. Watch out for that fire. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to put this uh, in the uh, study guide. So if you uh, come back for next week, uh, download the study guide anew. It'll have whatever corrections we've had as we've gone through, and it'll have this proposed timeline in there. Is there anything uh, I might have, uh, Scott, modified it since we looked at oh. it on the table? So I don't, I, you know, I don't know that anything's different than what you and I looked at at the end of class uh, with David. I think, I think we were. Yeah, I've got so. it the uh -huh. way it was uh -huh. as, as we finally did it. Uh -huh. um, I, I think you could put the green Israel's dead is resurrected and Israel's gathered to the land two steps down and move the red stuff up. Uh, but I don't know that you gain anything from that. Right. It is kind of surprising to me that Elijah the prophet wonders in the sky and on earth uh, those signs before the day of the Lord. I wonder if those red things could be at the top of the day of the Lord list, thus keeping the red ones together. Um, I don't know that it's a real big deal because the day of the Lord is is the day of the Lord. So mm -hmm. it's in the day of the Lord. Um, but I, it seems to me that Joel was interested more, I think, in the immediate lead up to and the first right. or the beginning mm -hmm. of the day of the Lord. Um, I think we'll see in Matthew 24 as we go through the... Uh, 
the fake timeline I put together on the whiteboard tonight, that judgment delivered on the nations appears to be something that the master was focused on. Uh, the parousia being preceded by a katabala, a, a cutting off, a shortening, is what we'll see tonight, the focus for tonight's class. And that appears to be perhaps where Joel was coming from. Because I think that uh, these different colors and how you could put these all depends on, on who the focus, who the people focus is for your prophecy. The orange being Paul's focus on, on believers. The green being Ezekiel's focus on Israel. And Joel's focus on judgment and deliverance. So I don't, I guess, uh, I guess what you and I came up with uh, last week was the day of the Lord is a, is, a, is a period of time where many things happen, but it really does have a, a significant focus. Right. How long that takes to happen mm -hmm. is not the relevant thing, but that there's a, a focus, you know? Yeah, right. So, all right. So what, what do you think about the timeline? I think it's very laid out. Good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right. Well, let's... Um, Let's take a look at uh, Matthew. Who wants to read for me? Nobody wants to read. Okay. Josiah, you always want to read about it. You know, I was going to give you a break, but. Matthew. We are going to be in Matthew, chapter 24. Matthew, chapter 24. Does y'all get this first? Oops. Oops. Oh. Um, Lesson eight. Well, study lesson eight. That's good. That's good. We didn't finish lesson seven last week, so we're going to continue with lesson seven. I did just the exact same. I'm sorry. I did the exact same thing. Did well, you really? We okay, did lesson so eight because we did lesson seven. Right. Sure. Time. I mean, it makes perfect right. sense. Yeah. We just didn't finish. Right. Right. So there you go. All right. So we're going to pick up in Matthew good chapter evening. twenty-four. Uh, let's see, where are we in? 15, 9 through 14. What oh, great one. Matthew 24. Yes. I think we should pick up in the uh, beginning of it. You got a Bible there? Yeah. You got English there? Half English. Half Good. English. I'll take the English. Why don't you give us Matthew 24, 3 through 8. And then we'll... Uh, Take a quick look at uh, the whiteboard behind Gregory. Matthew 24, 3 through 8. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Yeshua answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet, yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there, there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Okay, thank you very much. Well done, by the way. Uh, did you have Messiah in your version, or did you do that on the fly? It was Christ, by the way. Yes, indeed. Good for you. 
All right, so in my, uh, in my makeshift timeline for this evening's class, I've got three general sections that I pulled out of the Master's Discourse. The first one being the birth pangs. And I got four things in blue there from this. Now, I want to make it clear, for the, especially for those listening in Gastonia, that I'm not doing any magical discernment you know, and there's no special unction that's come upon me here to put this in. I'm just writing down what Mike is saying in the order in which he read it, in the order in which the master said it. And then I named it what he named it. Mm -hmm. Just no magic. So I've got false messiahs, wars and rumors of wars, famines, and earthquakes. And he called that the birth pangs. In fact, he, he even specified the beginning of birth pangs as if it was like Braxton Hicks. Nice pose by your wife, by the way. Thank you. If so many. I agree. 18 months after the birth, I almost forgot. Yeah. So, but you know what he did. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of that? Do you, uh, being a, a brand new father all over again, based on Morgan's post, do you, do you see some some small tremors, as it were, that uh, that he's trying to describe? Uh, yes, it would, it would appear so. These things, while devastating yeah. and, and difficult, are, well, besides the false besides, I was going to say, they're things that we sort of experience right now. To, to a certain extent. To a sure. certain extent, yeah. right? Not the false besides, but... Well, maybe. Well, maybe. Sure. I mean, yeah. There is. Yeah. There's a lot of kooks in the world. Yeah. So, um, so this would be not as unbelievably crazy and serious as what we're about to get into. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So for that. It does make sense to label these the way that the master. Did. Okay. So let me ask you. Yeah. So you're you understand the beginning of birth pangs. What do you think he's trying to communicate with regard to how good or how bad things are? Think about his thrust. You know he's going to keep talking. He's, he's in storytelling mode. What's he trying to communicate to us? That when you encounter these things that he's labeling as birth pangs, yeah. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Why? Be, because what's about to come is everything he's about to tell you. Okay. And that is culminating with his coming. Okay, I'll grant you that. With regard to, I mean, birth pang seems to me, unless you've, you've been with your wife in child, in, in childbirth, it, it seems like an odd reference. Uh, for example, Micah. Tell me about birth pangs. That's what I thought. Joshua, birth pangs. Right. So, Braxton Hicks. What are, what are Braxton Hicks contractions? They're essentially contractions that feel real, yeah. but don't create any progress towards birth. Okay. Um, for the first time pregnant mother. What do they think? 
they think that it's the real deal. And they're going to have a baby. And they're going to have moment. a baby, and most likely they will prematurely drive to the hospital. Exactly. Or something like exactly. that. They will, exactly. They're, it, they, they can be fooled if they hadn't experienced it. Before. Nice. So if I were to call this period of time the beginning of birth pangs, you as an experienced uh, birth coach. I like it. It took a second to get that out. What would you say our master is trying to communicate? It's not yet. Exactly. Exactly. It may feel bad, but it's not yet. And to Greg's point, you can be fooled into believing that it is, right? Yes. So didn't the master bookend that in, in the very first verse of the, where he f first started to speak in four? See yeah. to it that no one misleads you. Right. Many don't, are going to come be misled. Right. and say, I'm Messiah. Why would they say that? That Because all these other things are, are, gonna, are happening. Are gonna, and, and they're going to lead ultimately to the Messiah. Right. Yeah. So right. to your point, if you falsely concluded that this was the real deal, you could easily be swayed by one of the false messiahs. Exactly right. I think that's the whole point of his first section. Yep. And mm -hmm. in fact, uh, he's going to say later on that many will be led astray. Well, how could that happen? Well, you get faked out, right? You get faked out. And it makes it even harder because with someone that's unexperienced, you are hearing strongly like, this is it, this is it, that, which is potentially also going to happen. Where you have a lot of people who you thought were ready, who you thought were believers saying, this is the guy, he's here, this is it. Exactly. So as if like, and, and which is just going to be additionally tough to discern. Right. Or to ignore. Right. Or to if, ignore and, right? and stay steady in the word. Exactly right. Good. Everybody with me? Mm -hmm. You see where I'm going? Okay. All right. Josiah, you ready to read for me? Yes. I think we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 24 and we'll take nine... 14. Okay. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. Stop right there. Thank you very much. Well done. What's that first word tell us? Deliver or tribulation? Yeah. Before that. It'll be in the future. future. It'll be in the future, more specifically. Or it could imply that it comes after something. Specifically, the birth. After the birth, the beginning of birth pangs. Right. This is your clue, your grammatical clue, that he's giving us sequence. This will happen, then this will happen. Okay? So let's pick up on these grammatical clues. Go ahead, Josiah. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. That sounds just... So calm as you read it. And, well, anyway, 
as anyone would read it, but specifically tonight, you. But what does that mean? Joshua, what does that, what does that mean? Deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. Look, it's not like going to the library and, and or, you know, a movie and then a, you know, a dinner and a movie. or, or What, are we, what no. are we looking at here? So what's the deal? What, what does this look like if, if we were going to see it in a Star Wars movie or something like that? What are we talking about? Attempted genocide. I like that. Wow. You, you know, we're, we're looking at Nazi Germany or something like that, right? This is, this is big. Yeah, good. Good. I think, I think that's right. And I, unfortunately, I, I think we gloss over this line like, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, tribulation and delivery to death, and you know, and uh, yeah, I'd like the pancakes with the syrup and double the butter, you know. This is, this is people dying. When I read that too, I think that it's legalized, that it's okay. Oh wow! Like that they're delivering you up to tribulation, so it's like it's similar. Uh, Nazi Germany is a great example where yeah. it's like that's yeah. sanctioned. Sanctioned and, death. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like this is this We're is all getting the cash. Jews. Turn turn in. Right. Or in this case, I, well, I don't know who yet. Okay. And then you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. So who's who's doing the talking? Yeshua. So if you will be hated for his name's sake, are we talking about Jews? I think believers. Believers in. Yes, sir. What do we call us today? Christians. Christians. Hmm. It's interesting. This is a Jewish, I'm going to call him a rabbi, sitting on the Mount of Olives looking at the Jewish temple, speaking to a group of absolutely only Jews. Talking about what we today call Christians. Do you think that the group to which he was speaking, I'm sorry, to whom he was speaking, would count themselves in this group, Michael? Did they? Who was he speaking to? Did they hate him? Did, did they? Did they claim his name? Yeah. Hmm. So when he said this, would they have thought that he was talking about what we call Christians? No. Who, who would they have thought he was talking about? Gentiles. Yeah. Jews who had believed that he was the Messiah. Well, if you put this now in the context of its culture, it's not necessarily Christians. We're an afterthought, no? These guys started it. So now I ask you a big question. Is he referring to people who claim he's the Messiah? Is he talking about people who are Jews who claim he's the Messiah? Or is he talking about what we would call Christians, which I would dare say are 
mathematically, Gentiles who call him Messiah. To put it in a different context, I would have to say it could not just be a claim. Anyone can claim that they believe in him. But does that matter? In this case, his name, and you don't. He will. He would know. But is the focus on him knowing, or the folks like the Nazis knowing? And, and think of it as well, if, if the consequence was they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you'll be hated <laughs> because of his name. No, no, it's only kidding. Are no, gonna, no. Are you claim yeah. his name if you don't believe in him? I'm a Muslim. <laughs> right. So what do you think, Scott? Primarily Jews, is he talking about here because of the cultural reference or... Gentiles, as we would read it today, or anyone. I think it. I think it'd be anyone, all, who would call on his name or would associate with him would 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 uh, believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see anything in the text that would indicate that there's a limitation to the group that calls on his name. Agreed. The 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 locus seems to be a consistency of those who would claim he's the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that appears to be, I may be going out on a limb. If I am, please correct me. That appears to be a public acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. I don't read anything here about going door to door and finding secret believers in Messiah. These are people who are Known. I think we'll see. To trust him. I think we'll see uh, in in our revelation when we get to revelation study mm -hmm. yeah. that there will be a very clear delineation, a visible delineation between those who call on his name and those who do not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Well, we took a lot of time on that. Didn't go down there. Just sorry. You're going to finish for us. Come on, man. And then many will follow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, then, then. Again, I think it's important to recognize throughout this, this is a very unique passage of Scripture in either the apostolic writings or the Tanakh. There is a significant sequential description of events in a future time. Revelation doesn't even have such a sequence laid out. Mm -hmm. You get a generic, okay, we seem to be talking about here because I took the quaaludes and it looks like this, or I was smoking this and it seemed like that. It just, you know, is very visionary and all of that kind of stuff. Where here, this man is in his right mind and is saying, here's what's going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. It was the third time, right? Because... He's responding to three specific questions exactly. that he was asked by his disciples. What are those three questions? And he's wanting to he's wanting to lay this out so that they can clearly understand because it was at top of their mind to know. Yeah. And so the, the three questions again were when will these things happen? Which what is we, which is he talked about the Torah, the uh, temple being destroyed right, right before that. Mm -hmm. What will be the sign of your coming? 
and in the end of the age. So what would be the sign of the end of the age? Exactly right. So you give it to him. Go ahead, Josiah. And and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Nice. We've got a lot of thens then. Then. There. Then. Good. Okay. Uh, leading many astray is what I was looking for when you were talking before. So that was birth pangs or beginnings of birth pangs. You said, my goodness, I mean, if they, if they wrongly assume, as most first moms, first dads do, this is it. We're about to have a baby. And they rush off to the hospital. Or they call the midwife. And she says, no, no, it could be days from now. This is just the beginning of birth pains. They could be led astray. They could be faked out, as you said. So, here we are. So I've written down, oh, my goodness. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can't read them from this side. Can you read those out loud yes. real quick? So this is what I've put on my uh, potential timeline for before. Let's see, wait. I beg your pardon, Josiah. I... You said, and then the end will come. So my timeline, potential timeline item here was before the end, because he said, and then the end. Did you see where I'm going? Yes. So this would be the before the end, folks. So, so what do you got now, Gregory? Tribulation, death, hatred, apostasy, false prophets, Torahless, and gospel preached. Do you agree with me? Did I throw anything in there that he didn't specifically say? I should have put in Graham Crackers just to see if you were awake. <laughs> no. No, I didn't? Or did, no, you don't agree? I don't think you did. Okay. Micah, just for the record, for anybody who's listening online, no meant I did it good. But, wow. But, well, I did it well. Let's get our grammar correct. So, this I hadn't noticed this until now, but like, so it's it's interesting when he uses the phrase "and this gospel," which is one of the last things he says after he goes through all. Of yes, this. yes. I don't know how many people would have started quoting many of these things if you asked them what the gospel was. I just have found that kind of interesting. What? Like, what is the gospel? It's like, oh well. Death, hatred, apostasy, false prophets. You know, I don't that that is it's just interesting placement. Would you would you agree? Do you agree? Do you agree, Claire? I do. It's outhouse. Um specific. Not just any gospel. This specific gospel. This very gospel. That that kind of thing. Um that's this very thing, this very same thing, it's this. Yeah. Hmm. So, if, if, we, if we translate gospel, you know, since it's a sort of a Bible-type word, 
Well, how would we put that in English? I'm thinking of a charity. Come on. No. Do you? Good news. Good news, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. news, Jared's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta get you in a gospel choir here. It's all right. <laughs> That's right. Get bar mitzvah, go take you home. That's it. Yeah. So, good news. So, this good news. What good news? Oh, to your point. Right when you put it that way. What is this good news will be preached from one end to the other? What? What? I'm with you. I was shocked by the same thing. What in the world? This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. What? What good news? Demisai's returning? He didn't mention his return yet, though. That's what I would have said. There's faith in Jesus. Come to the Lord, brother. But, but that's not what he said. I mean, to, to Gregory's point, it's that's all a bunch of poopy dust. <laughs> I mean, that's not fun at all. So, what is he talking about? What do you think? I, I, I am not trying to egg you on like I know the answer. I'm just waiting for you to fall flat. I don't, I don't know. Other than to say, this good news that I'm telling you that I've told you beforehand. See, you should not be deceived. This is the kind of stuff he said before, right? See, you shouldn't be faked out by these birth pangs. I've told you ahead of time. You, have, you can't get faked out because I've told you everything ahead of time. This is what he says in John, 1 John, right? Uh, 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 you know, you're my friends. A friend tells people things. And I've, I've told you ahead of time. Is that it? Or is there something else you think? I'm just wondering if this is, um, the, the God, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world it, as a testimony to all the nations. Is this the surviving believers in Messiah Yeshua proclaiming to the people around them we've warned you about this we've told you about this oh, we've said this goodness. is coming this and now you're seeing the evidence of it happening it's taking place I've been telling you right this is just a birth pack Braxton Hicks don't go to the hospital oh man I never even thought of that this isn't a gospel yes <laughs> This isn't good news coming from the master. It's coming from the people who are living through it, perhaps. Right. Well, because right before it is the one who endures to the end. Oh, mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we, nice. we said that was physical last mm -hmm. week. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, the yeah, ones who have endured to the end that will be saved could be the ones who are proclaiming throughout the world, you can try to kill me, but the master's coming back, and we can tell he's coming back real soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Scott, I love that. I think that's great. I think that's right on the money. Do you, doesn't that fit? Nicely? That fits very well. In fact, that also fits a bit with how they'll know who is standing for his <laughs> that's name. That's right. Because, they because are you've being... got these guys that are not backing down. Yeah. They're trying to warn everyone they can. Right. So it's interesting in, uh, in Korea and some other places where persecution 
of, of, the, of believers was rampant, the, the, the numbers swelled dramatically because there was persecution. And you knew who believed, God bless you, because they were vocal about it. They weren't afraid. In spite of persecution, they weren't afraid. And we read in the Sages, Fox's Book of Mormon, wherever you want to look, the ones who truly believed were the ones that stood up and said, you can do what you will. I'm an old man, sure. But no, I'm not, you can whisper in my ear all you want, but I'm not. I'm not going to convince these people to eat pork. I'm going to convince them that they need to stay the course and they need to press on. And you can do with me what you will. And they did mm -hmm. in many cases. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, that's a great revelation to me. Not to try and set you up for next week, but it's still a very, very good one there. Good. Um, questions on that? We're good? Yeah? Mm -hmm. All right. Joshua, what's your whistle? Would you like to read for us? Or? Yeah, okay. Um, so we're going to have to take this in pieces because this is, this is a big hunk here, right? So uh, my next potential timeline layout is what's called the mega or great tribulation. So um, I'll just stop you periodically, okay? Can we do that? We'll pick up in uh, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15. So when you see the abandoned, the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Okay. So what is the abomination of desolation that Daniel wrote about, standing in the holy place? The beast with the horns and the tiny horn in its mouth. Was, was there a beast with horns and stuff like that? That sounds cool. So, did you want to help me with that? The uh, anti-horn. Standing in the holy place. In the temple. Okay. So, uh, maybe we should go to Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27. Just a question, a question into the context. Does this mean... That the abomination of desolation is standing in the holy place, or Daniel is standing in the holy place? Well, why don't we go to Daniel? Daniel chapter 9. Uh, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27 is where we uh, studied, and I, I, I'm fairly certain that you opened our entire study with this. And he, sh he, the prince that shall come, shall make a strong covenant with many, let's call the, the Jewish people now for one week, or let's call that seven years, and for half of the week, let's call that three and a half years, he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. So in the middle of this seven-year period, he makes an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. Anybody write that in, in, in a version that makes it easier to understand? <clears throat> Nobody has an easier version. Oh, well, that's too bad. There are many who believe that what happened during Hanukkah 
is what is going to happen that Daniel saw. What did Antiochus Epiphanes do in the temple when he came back from the south having had his little buttas kicked? He was upset. What did he do? Not sure, but didn't he stab the sword into the curtain that divided the Holy of Holies and the inner? The, the Holy Place? Yes. I think he did more than that. He pillaged the temple. He did pillage the temple. He did more than that. He also shouted that he defeated, no, he killed God, right? I think he did something like that. I think you guys need to spend some time in First and Second Maccabees when you get a chance. Um, I'm sorry? Don't have the book. It's on the internet. Nice try. It's also in your um, electronic Bible. On the internet for free. Nice try again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he was said to have slaughtered a pig on the altar. That's an abomination. And then there was a desolation in that he urinated on the altar. This is about as nasty as you can get for a place that was seen by one man once a year. That was the resting place of the very Shekinah of God. So, the how master, did he live? I'm sorry? How did he live? He died. But he didn't die right then because the Shekinah was not there. Um, but I think that the, the thing to remember is that um, who can tell me uh, what what time period are we talking about for the Maccabees? When was I Antiochus Epiphanes there? Um, Ish. Around. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, anyway. No. One sixty-five before the Common Era. One sixty-eight before the Common Era. Give me two, three years. You know, leeway. Okay, how old is the United States? A little over 200 years. A little over 200 years. Okay, interesting. Do you remember anything about the founding of our country, Revolutionary War? Yes. The Patriot movie, you know, all those kind of things? Yeah. A little over 200 years. When was the master alive, roughly? What year? When These are not trick when questions. he was born? When he was born, when he lived, when he died, I don't care, about zero to zero two to thirty. To thirty of the common era. So do the math. Add thirty to 165. What do you get? Oh, less than two hundred years. So you know everything about the American Revolution. You've seen the movies, it's all a great thing. You know all about it. The Maccabees lived less than two hundred years before the master. Is it any surprise that he's using Daniel as his deal here? If Daniel's prophecy is talking not only about the Maccabees, but about the anti-Torah man. You see where we're going here? Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful, beautiful picture, you know? Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with Paul Revere? Sure. One by land, two by yes. sea, thank you, dear. Yes. Sort of a little fuzzy, but do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right, so if I used Paul Revere as an example of what your dad was gonna do in three years, you'd get it. You might have to read a little bit, but you could get it, yes, right? Well, that's where he's at. So, something obviously bad is going to happen with regard to the sacrifices and so forth, right? So, who was reading? Were you reading? You were reading. You were reading. So, if we, if, we, if we look at the abomination of desolation as something that happens in the temple, It does make reference, I mean, it's under, I mean, it makes sense, so it's a holy place. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, did, did you read anything about a temple being built? Um, no. Who builds the third temple? Yeshua. Is he here? No. No, he was. Thanks for that. <laughs> but, Mount of Olives. What about the Mount of Olives? Well, that's where the temple no, when no. you cross the Kidron Valley, they could see the temple. The point is, he already talked about the temple being destroyed, which happened in you know within that generation of seventy years later. But my point is, he he talks about a holy place, but he doesn't reference the temple. But he does talk about sacrifices. So, I don't know that we've got a temple since the Messiah is going to build the temple. So we've got some sacrifices going on according to Daniel and then they're stopped in the middle and we've got an abomination of desolation. Would you still consider the mountain of God the holy place? The mountain where God chose to set his name. The <coughs> temple is his dwelling. I it's prepared to be a place for his dwelling. Whether he is actually dwelling there at any given time is up to him, not us, right? But yeah, I don't, I don't think you know it, it could be Shanghai, China, or you know, Slobovia in the Ukraine. I think yeah. Right? So there, there is a holy place, and there are sacrifices going on because there had to be sacrifices going on in order for them to be stopped. According to Daniel, right. And the reference to Daniel kind of brings us back to all of that and that covenant. Seven years, mm -hmm. three and a half years in, or the midpoint, if you will, whatever, that gets stopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we get this a similar, if not the same, abomination of desolation. All right, so why don't we pick up again from the beginning and see now that we're all in the same shoes, just for Gregory's sake, you know, because he gets lost during some of this stuff. Maybe for 15? 15, sounds like a good place. Yeah. So, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, Standing in the holy place. Let the reader understand. What does that mean? Don't let the reader understand. I was at it. You probably yeah. didn't say that. It, that's not possible. Anything that in the Bible has to be there. It almost like a lost interpretation. Do you think that you should have just said let the reader understand? So... That's an interesting question. 
Well, well, it can't be something in Yeshua said because it's not in red. Mine's in red. Mine's in black. Mine's in red. Mine's Sorry. In Next. Mine's all black. <laughs> Yours all black. Yours all yeah. black. Mine's or, in white. Or um, Rick Spurlock says his whole Bible's red, even the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It really got some good flavor. What 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 is what's trying to be understood here? Since I, I just think it's comical. I've been doing this for many, 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 many years. And we get to this, let the reader understand, and what's absolutely true every time? The reader understands. The reader does not understand <laughs> why that's there. So maybe that's not the best way to put it. Let's say, for sake of argument, that Yeshua did not say let the reader understand. I mean, he was speaking, not writing. If that's true, what did the translators... Oh, not the translator. The scribe. I beg your pardon. The author. The author, yes. What... Nice correction. What is the author of this text trying to get us to get? To understand the reading, you know, what myth the master is teaching. Yeah. How so, so it's not what Yeshua said. It's the re when he says, let the reader understand, that is not Yeshua speaking, that is the author. Right. What's he, what's he, what's he want to get us to get? What, what did he want you to do at that point? Go, Go back, back Go Daniel. back and read Daniel! Which we just did. Right? He wants to get in here the seven-year covenant, the three-and-a-half-year break in the covenant, and the stopping of the sacrifices. How long have the sacrifices been going on? And then he stops them. And we get some type of an abomination of desolation that's just like what Daniel wrote about. By the way, Daniel's way back here. The Maccabees or perhaps a prelude. Nice. All right, go ahead and try and finish the first sentence now. So, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let what? those... Then. We got another then. Mm -hmm. So we still got sequence going. I had to throw it on you because I did it on your brother. Right? This is a sequential thing, and it still is. He's trying to say, I'm giving you different blocks of time, but it's still sequential. It's one thing after another, and you should pick it up. So, what was the first part? Then. No, what came before the then so that we can get what comes after the What's the first yeah, part? Yes, we see something that, that reminds us of Daniel. Probably the breaking of this covenant. Then, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. Okay. What did the master just communicate? 
Run. How fast? So fast that you won't even grab your coat. You don't even think about it. Exactly right, Michael. Just, just run. You just run. Yeah, like if you went, if you're upstairs and you went downstairs to get your coat, you wasted too much time, and you've had it. This is like a bam kind of thing. Very quick, sudden. You know, I just saw the TV. Maybe we should talk. Maybe we should call a deacon's meeting and get together. Right. Right. It's urgency is is you know what I got out of that. This is absolutely, absolutely. I'm still trying to figure out how the guy gets off the roof without going down to get his cloak. He doesn't even go go down to get the the cloak. How's he left the roof? Probably just jumps and runs. It's a double summy with a half twist. <laughs> Go ahead. I believe that oh, on the housetop. I, I, I call that roof. I'm sorry. You know. I, I was wondering how the roof was. I think the jumping off of the roof or housetop. That would be roofs. Roofs or housetop. Housetops is a sense that that jumping off from that high where you could potentially be injured is just that much more giving to the sense of urgency and yes. the need to get away as fast and as far away as you can. Absolutely. It's a bellwether of the amazing urgency. I get it. So I've, I've got flea there and that's about all I wrote, but you get the, the sense behind it. So, um, Let's just uh, back up just slightly there. Um, he gives four different things there, two of which we should pray for. He, he feels bad about pregnant women. Why? Because they won't be able to run. They run like big fat ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sure that'll go over that well with the female listeners. Sorry, but it's a fact. I've, I've actually watched my wife and three of my daughters bottle when they're great with child. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. It is a beautiful thing. What about those who are nursing infants in those days? Why would that be a hassle? They won't feel better transplanted. What was that? You have to run with the kid. You have to run with the baby. That's exactly right. Yes. Which is also tough. And... If you're nursing a child, what does that imply? Time loss. This is you just, had the, you just had the baby. So that also is difficult to run, right? Okay. So then pray. This is a command. This is an imperative. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. I'm not even going to talk about the winter and the Sabbath thing. Your flight. Just pray that you don't have to run in a freezing cold. You will run. His point is not pray that you don't have to fly. Don't pray that you can go slow. 
You need to pray because you will run. You will flee. There is a guarantee of a flight if you're here when that when this comes to pass. Do, do you agree? You pray that your flight, not his, your flight, not be in the winter or on the south. Why not on the south? Then you get twisted up. Hmm? And you break into tomorrow. How so? I don't know. Because you're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. Does that mean I can't run on the Sabbath? <laughs> don't tell my children. Or my grandchildren. <laughs> Gregory? You're probably the most observant among us in the room. Tell us about uh, this flight on the Sabbath. There is a mitzvah not to go out of your place. And this is defined normally by? City limits. Or some type of Sabbath day's journey. Or Sabbath day's journey, right. So, in most walled cities, it would be the city limits. We've, we've got things in the Talmud and stories in the Midrash about heretics that are actually not, and they are working with those that are still observant and stop them so they don't violate the Sabbath, going too far, number of steps and so forth. Yeah, that's interesting you took it that way. I was thinking, speaking of fat ducks, you know, yes. just all the food you consume on the Sabbath. And just oh, that would that's also a good point too. <laughs> difficulty <laughs> with running. Oh yeah, I mean, you had an extra meal in there, you know, the wine. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah that's good. It'd that's be good. tough running on this after a few of those yeah. Sabbath meals. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's like running after Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, there's one thing that uh, I thought of here. That is normally not raised. But uh, I would just, for the sake of, uh, of, of the teaching, would you take a look at verse 36 of this same chapter? But concerning that day and hour, it's what he's talking about right now. No one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor who? The son. Who is the son? The man speaking. But the father only. I would have thought he would ensure it wouldn't be on the Sabbath. But it's not up to him. And at this point, he doesn't know the day or the hour. He just knows what will happen. That's not unlike us. We know exactly what he knew then. We know the entire sequence. We know what comes and when it comes and how tough it will be. We just don't know the day or the hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I was just gonna say to that, to that point, you said we know everything he knows because, again, he's he teaching. Us. Yeah, yeah, he's teaching his disciples. He wouldn't have held anything back. <laughs> right. Yeah. If he wanted us to know, he'd tell us everything that there was to know. Amen. Exactly right. All right, so we've got, uh, we're almost done with this section. Uh, Joshua, could you pick us up in 21, please? Thank you. You're doing a great job, by the way. For there will be seven. What? 
For there will be what? for then. What? Then! Bam! We got it again! That's amazing. For then there will be great tribulation, such as had not been for the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. Wow. Now that's unique. It's quite something to say you're going to get hailstones like you've never seen before. But it's quite something else to say you're not only going to get hailstones like you've never seen before, but there will never again be hailstones like the ones you're about to see. Those are some serious hailstones. Mm -hmm. And if they're on fire too, ho oh, oh! ho! Well, no, I digress. I'm moving ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. All right. So, Gregor, can you give us what we have there? False messiahs and prophets. Wait, what? And then, Wait, what? oh, great tribulation, right? Yeah. We just talked about flee. Oh, well, this is, give us the whole deal. Give us the oh. whole deal. What the whole deal? The whole black thing. Oh, uh, okay. Starting with abomination of desolation, and then flee, then false prophets and messiahs. It's interesting he flipped that around, isn't it? It's sort of, you know. Maybe he's got a brain tumor or something. Just flip stuff around. Yeah. No, I hope not. Yeah. And then doesn't it say? Well, I think it actually says false Christ. Yeah, many false prophets will arise. See, that's I'm not going crazy here. Really? Uh, wait, wait, wait. That was in uh, chapter twenty-four. Verse twenty-four. False what? Oh, you were talking about verse twenty-four. Oh, false. Oh. oh, well, yeah. Yeah. False hmm. well, what? Verse I'm sorry. 11. Um, false, 24 was one? 24 was one? Okay, yeah. <laughs> false <laughs> messiahs <laughs> and false prophets. Okay. And ultimately, death. Death. So, when yeah. you say cut short, is this the area you're referring to as cut short? Would I say cut short? Well, he timeline. says cut short. On the timeline. I didn't get to cut short yet, did you? Are you jumping ahead? Says, we were looking at the black. Those days had not been cut short. Yeah, yes. red ah. Yes, I put the cut short there. Well, then I would move it. Move what? You cut short before, to before the false messiahs because. Really. Mm -hmm. Because it, in, it comes so, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then. Sequence says, says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is. Do not believe it. What do you think he's talking about at this point? False messiahs and prophets. I get that. When? After it has been captured. Really? You think so? That's what I was asking. It says, but for the sake of the elect, those days will. But if it's a then, then it will be after. That's why I was saying, because of the then, because that then applies as you said. I love it. I love it. Do you have any idea why I've been focusing on the thens? No. Because <laughs> they teach you, give you chronological order of events. A sequence. Except for this thing. Um, this then oh. is not a sequence. This then is, then, when? Well, then, the sentence before. Grammatically, this is not a sequence. This is referencing backwards 
to the previous verse. So let me see if I can read it in English. I know, it's tough. English, you'd be great in Korean. I get it. I get it. <laughs> For then, this is sequence, there will be, I'm in 21. There will be great tribulation, such as has not been in the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days, which days? Those days that we were just talking about. There will be great tribulation had not been cut short. No human being would have been saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. But I digress, parenthetical statement. So then, then, during those days of great tribulation, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ. There he is. Don't believe. Do you get it? Yes. Okay. English. By the way, as far as I'm able to tell in this entire discourse, it's the only day that doesn't need that. Okay? Bam! All right. No, pray, continue. For false messiahs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. Nice. So, it's going to be bad. People are going to fake down. We've got these false messiahs and false prophets that are going to be trying to fake people out. I just wonder. What's the purpose? Why fake them out? I'm just wondering to say, help me understand. I'm the bad guy. I'm the anti-Torah man that Daniel spoke of. Of whom Daniel spoke. Sorry. Because my purpose is to foil the plan God has. Yes. To lead astray. Yes. I don't want the people to die. I, just I want, want them on my side, right? I want them to do what I want them to do. Yes. Not what God wants them to do. Yeah. That's different than the Nazis. The Nazis, mm. you're a Jew, I don't care what you believe. I don't even care if you're a Nazi. I'm going to kill you. Why? Because you're a Jew. There we go. That's different. I see a difference here. This is... Unique. And that is why he will be so hard to resist. I think so. Yeah. Because he doesn't care. He's not as interested that you, you don't believe him. As much as you don't believe you don't believe the master. Yeah, exactly right. Right. Is everybody cool on it? Does everybody understand where I'm coming from? I may not be right, but you know, it sounds like twenty-six. So if they say to you, Look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. I know. Because he won't be in the wilderness. Because what? He won't be in the wilderness. I can't hear you. He won't be in the wilderness. Because he won't be in the wilderness, but what will be in the wilderness? False Messiah. And what will happen? You'll be led astray. Mm -hmm. How do you know he won't be in the wilderness? That's what I've been thinking. How would you know he's a false messiah? Because it has to have a certain sequence of events according to what the Bible prescribes before you know. Well, how many false messiahs and false prophets will come before the actual messiah come? Doesn't well, matter because. Where is the Messiah? In the clouds. Where is he? Right now. In heaven. 
Okay, standing at the right hand of God the Father, it works. I mean, it's a biblical thing. You know, what can you do? Is he, he's he in the wilderness? No. We won't. Will he get to the wilderness without you know? No. no. Well, maybe you don't know that. Let's keep reading. Look. Look, he's in the wilderness. Do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Whereas the lightning comes from the east. Say, say slow. This is, this is, I mean, this is like right before the guy stabbed the woman in the shower. And this, is the, this is it. This is it. And look. shines as far as the west. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Okay. It's one of my favorite phrases about the vultures and the corpses. Yeah. So, what do we get out of that? That last, last piece. You shouldn't be faked out because... You're mumbling at me, and the people that are in Gastonia can't even understand you to begin with. Come on! The Son of Man will come with lightning? Don't. He's... Who's going to see Everyone. Everyone. So, if somebody says... It will not be for once, say, Oh, look, you should go because he's over there. Right. You will know How that could he be over there? How did this guy know he's over there? Who could get faked out by that? The readers who didn't understand. I like that. That's very clever. <laughs> or the ones who didn't even bother to read. read. Yeah. Um, well, then they would not be readers. Right. So there couldn't be readers who didn't understand. They would be non-readers. So, um, just a question. From my understanding, he, we will not go to him. Sorry, we will go to him, but we will be caught up to him. He will draw him to us. Did you get to that yet? Are you jumping ahead to the end of the movie? Yeah. It sounds like it. Where is Messiah right now? That's where I never thought. Huh? Yeah, well, I'm talking about in the sequence that we just did. Oh. Nobody knows. On the Mount of Olives. You are correct, Josiah. He is standing on the Mount of Olives talking. Very good. That's not what I'm asking, and you know it. In the context of what he's teaching, where is he? Has he come? No. No. What did we get instead of him? A false messiah. No, 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 after the false messiahs. When he cuts it short, what do you get? What? It's the one thing I didn't put on the board. What do you get before you get messiah? Of course. No, no, before that. Gee whiz, the corpses and the, and the vultures always jump ahead. 27. 27. Look, listen to the dad helping his sons. Come on. Oh my goodness. What do you get? Lightning. lightning. Yes, you do get lightning. What else do you get? Coming out the son of man. What? Sign. You get the sign of the coming of the son of man. Who spoke of that? Who spoke of it? Uh, Joel? Yes. Yeah. Who? Joel? Oh, yes. If, can, you, can you take a look at my uh, proposed timeline? Wonders in the sky and on the earth. The signs, speaking of Joel, right before the day of the Lord. Lightning all over the place, I would definitely call it. Lightning all over the place. This is a big deal, yeah. And 
with the technology that we've got, is it possible that every person on the planet could see something approaching our planet from one point? If there's news in the future, actually. There you go. If there's anything that you should get out of tonight's class, it's what I just wrote on the board. There are signs. Not just the generic signs on, on the earth that gives you all the amazing sequence, one thing after another that he goes through, paragraph after paragraph. But more importantly, you shouldn't get faked out. You shouldn't be deceived that this guy might be the Messiah, or that guy is the Messiah, or he's over there, or he's over here. No, he's not even in the book. No. He's not here, and when he comes here, we will see signs in the heavens that make it clear, with no mistake, big whistle, everybody out of the pool. He cut short this time of great tribulation. Had he not, there might no flesh be saved. Bad, terrible time. Scott, final comments? Well, the, uh, you know, just to, to build on that statement, the no life would have been saved. It goes back to what we had been referring to a couple of weeks ago and last week um, about the one who, enduring to the end. This is a physical, physical endurance. endurance. Right. Right. Uh, because if, if the days hadn't been cut short, no one would have endured. Right. This abomination of desolation, this man of lawlessness, would have wiped everybody out. Exactly right. And, and we know that um, we don't die without hope. So if we are unable to die, to, to make it through, it's okay, because it's not spiritual that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But those who do endure to the end, they will be physically saved. Or delivered. This, or delivered from this horrible time. Gregory, would you close this out with 20, Matthew 24, 29 through 31? And uh, just give us some gusto here, because to me, learning about these end times and the and the, the, the horribleness of this destruction and so forth, and, and not recognizing that there's going to be the signs of his coming. When he comes, just how, I mean, is it sequential? Do we, do we have anything here that indicates that we're continuing the sequence? Yes. Oh, go ahead. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. Selah. What was the first? Can you read the first part of the first verse again? Immediately after the yeah. tribulation of those days. And what happens? The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And Joseph wrote on the board just a couple of minutes ago the word 
Science. Science. Let me take you back to Brashit chapter 1 in verse 14. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs. Nice. Nice. So, there's three signs. There's signs, and there's a sign. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't, if you left without recognizing this. What are the signs? And what's the sign? Verse 24, I mean verse 29 of chapter 24. What? The sun will be darkened. And? And the moon will not give its light. Can you put that together in one cohesive There won't be any light in the sky. No sun and no moon. They and both no get stars. And no stars. They fall. It's all going to get black. These are the signs of his coming. Mm-hmm. What comes right after the signs, which is darkness, of his coming? The sign of the Son of Man. The sign of the Son of Man. Not the Son of Man. The prelude is coming. The sign of the Son of Man. I don't. Does it say what the sign is? Is it a big cross in the sky? Star of Bethlehem again. Maybe it's a star of David in the sky. Maybe it's Yoda. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say what the sign is. But the sign of the Son of Man is what precedes his coming. There's signs, and those are in the heavens, just as he promised in Genesis. Excellent reference, by the way. And there's the sign of his coming, the sign of the Son of Man. And then he comes. That's some serious sequence. Try that three times fast. Final comments, Eddie? Nicely done, folks. We'll try and add this sequence into another proposed timeline that'll uh, squeak it out. I think if we try and get it on one page, it'll be so small you'll need a magnifying glass to read it. Good? Did it help? Yeah. Josiah, you good? Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So, uh, for those of you listening from afar, we're all praying for. Uh, Micah, Martin, Micah, what's your middle name? Huh? What's your middle name? Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Uh-huh. Say, can you speak a little louder so old people can hear you? Gee whiz. Un, 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 It's spelled E-U-N dash W-O-O. We saw that when we got his, uh, yeah, yeah, when it, the papers. it said, Yun Woo. <laughs> and when you go to Korea to pick up Yun Woo, they hand you Anu. Anu. Oh, yes. Anu. Anu. Micah. Thomas. Thomas. Anu. Martin. We'll become Bar Mitzvah. Um, we have uh, the next community Shabbat. The next time we're together. The, the, the next time we're together is this Shabbat. Oh, this Shabbat. Right. It's the, and then... Your mitzvah 
And the next time, how is it possible we couldn't have a minion? Oh, unless you blow it. No, no, no pressure. No pressure. Scott, would you, uh, would you close this, sir? Sure. Thank you. Uh, Father, we're thankful for um, the word that you've uh, given to us and the teachings that you have preserved for us so that we can know these things. Uh, we're thankful for the signs that you have given us so that we won't mm. be misled uh, as long as we're diligent to study and learn. Uh, thank you, Father, for the, uh, Joseph's team time tonight. Uh, we pray that you would bless uh, bless us as we go forth for the rest of the week and bring mm -hmm. us together on Shabbat for a, a wonderful time together. We pray these things in the name of Yeshua, our risen and coming Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Mm -hmm.